put something in place as well. The trial will last for six months. And an AI expert is warning of privacy creep in a surveillance society. Dr Kate Bauer from Australia's Human Technology Institute specialises in AI regulation and she compares facial recognition technology to taking your DNA. Facial recognition is what I'd call a highly invasive uh, privacy technology um, and it is a bit different than your standard CCTV camera. How so? So different than a CCTV camera, which just captures video footage and then if an incident occurs, you can go back and look at the footage and see if you can find any identifying features. Facial recognition actually captures the biometric data of each individual person who walks past the camera. So biometric data sounds like a bit of a fancy term, but essentially in order for it to work, it captures a lot of data points from your face um, and these form a face print and the easiest way to think about this is like it's like a fingerprint or it's like a strand of your DNA in that it can uniquely identify you. So rather than just being anonymous faces in the crowd, that camera can actually identify by name um, or by matching to a database of names each individual person that walks past that camera. If you are a law-abiding shopper, and this is what the supermarket says, you have nothing to fear because they are going to use it, they say, to weed out repeat offenders and shoplifters by matching images and targeting those people. So if you are just going to do your groceries, why should you be worried? Well, I mean, I think we all understand that supermarkets want to reduce theft and they want to reduce the number of, you know, dangerous incidents that happen in their store. But this is kind of like being put up in a police lineup every time that you walk into a store. So imagine if every time in the store they said, oh, we just need your fingerprints and we're just going to check that you're not a criminal in our database. I think most people would see that as overreach from essentially what's just going to do your basic shopping. You're just going down the shop to buy some bread and milk. Um, you don't expect to be put to that level of surveillance. Um, and I think it's much higher level of surveillance if we think about it like that, like being put in the police lineup every time we walk in the store when we've done nothing wrong. And in fact, the supermarkets are admitting that we've done nothing wrong. The other thing to consider is that this technology is not perfect. It's quite frequently wrong. We know what's happened overseas where it's in high use, particularly in the United States, but there's been frequent cases of racial bias, of people being wrongly identified. We know that the accuracy rates go way down for people who are brown skins or black skins. I mean, I think that's something that every person should be concerned about. What kind of questions needs to be asked about the storage of the information and when it's going to be disposed of? And, you know, can, can for example, the police come in and say, hey, I want to have a look at this when it doesn't relate to a crime inside the supermarket? So I think that's the other reason why people should be concerned. As I mentioned, biometric information isn't just a standard bit of personal information, say like your email address that you can easily change. You can't actually change your face. So for a company, a private company, to be holding this kind of biometric information, it's really important that we ask questions about where they're storing it, how long they're storing it, can we request deletion of our information, um, is it being stored in New Zealand or is it being stored in a data centre overseas? Um, and is the police in New Zealand able to access it on request? And more importantly, are other law enforcement agencies able to request it from overseas data centres if it's in fact being stored overseas? And what kind of transfers is it then subject to? I mean, all of these kind of issues are a bit of a kind of minefield that the supermarkets really don't need to be going into. It's really a bit unfair to expect ordinary New Zealand shoppers to be thinking about these serious issues when they just want to go in and buy their weekly shop. 
Is it enough for a company to say, if you're not matched with an offender, uh, an image that they have of an offender, that they will delete it immediately? Is that enough for them to give us that reassurance? Um, well, I mean, I guess I would be asking why they need to collect that information in the first place. I mean, people don't have a choice then when they enter these doors, and that includes children. So you might be walking in with your children. Do you really think it's fair that your six-year-old's biometric information is captured and then matched against a database? We don't know who gets on this database. We don't know who's managing it. We don't know how accurate it is um, if these people have, in fact, committed a crime. Um, so I think it's more important for ordinary people to be thinking, well, why should you be doing this at all? And what's the benefit to the customer um, of you doing this when you could be doing it in a lot, much less invasive way? People have got to eat, right? So what are your choices as a customer? Because I suppose one of the concerns is that if these guys trial it and they like it, then others might bring on the technology. That's right. I think it's really important um, at this point in time, if people aren't happy about this, to tell the supermarket. It's a really kind of a, a creeping, slow movement of technology into our public spaces. Um, and I think if we allow it to happen in supermarkets, as you say, it will be around us everywhere. And, and then we'll constantly be under a level of surveillance that I think most of us are not, not willing to accept. And particularly for um, even if we're willing to consent for it for ourselves, are we willing to do so for our children or for our elderly parents who may not be able to fully understand the ramifications of this kind of data collection. And that was Dr Kate Bauer. It is 22 minutes after five and you were Checkpoint on RNZ National.